episode four of Bodcast. Um, it's kind of hard to believe we're four episodes into this already because I thought we'd be canceled after one. Neil and Mike back for another episode. How's it going? It's going good, bud. How you doing, bud? Not bad. Weird <laughs> thing happened today. Uh, I'm Reddit famous today. You are Reddit famous. It's and weird. People are supposed to be Reddit famous while, be, while, re, while re, remaining anonymous. Yeah. However, you became Reddit famous because it was a picture of you. Yeah, I threw caution to the wind. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Halloween's coming up. And three years ago, uh, I was at a house party, Halloween house party at uh, my bot Jamie's house. And shout out to him. And yeah, great time. Went as Paul Bearer from WWE fame. It was a bit of an uncanny look. It was really well done. Like, really, really well done. Shout out to my wife for helping me with the makeup because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, Just, like, literally, they, like, you could have, you were a doppelganger. It was scary. It could have been his stand-in. I honestly kind of secretly hoped at the time that if some indie wrestling thing or something, you know, yeah, was to offer me a part to come on and like pretend to be Paul Bear. I would have done it. You know what? We threatened last week that we would talk about wrestling, and here we are talking I know. about wrestling. <laughs> if nothing else, we keep our promises. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, no, it, it was it was hilarious for me. Like I I go on Reddit quite a bit, um, and when my Reddit app loads, it's basically everything that I'm 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 subscribed to all the same here. It's a squared circle. Here's the big question, though. Do you sort by new or hot or top? Hot. Okay, see, I sort by new. Ah, so you're... See, I've never done new because I don't really participate in Reddit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I comment here and there. I post here and there. But I'm, totally. by definition, a very big lurker of Reddit. And it's yep. more so just because, like, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Oh, there is, um, yeah. But yours being one of the top posts in the wrestling community today was like the third one that I saw come up on my Reddit feed today. And I was just like, Hey, I know that guy. And I think I actually responded in the thread. I know that guy. (laughs) It was, it was crazy. Uh, We are creeping up to, I think it's 6,000 likes on 6,000 upvotes. I should say in Reddit terms on that post. So that's awesome. Uh, I was not expecting that today. I had my somewhat big Reddit moment. Actually, two weeks ago, um, there's a pub in Little Britain. It's the only pub in yeah. Little Britain called the Eldon Road Pub. It's awesome. And they have a sign behind their bar that said, like, 20, or like December 31st, not 2019, 2020 is going to be my year. Oh, March 18, yeah. 2020. Why am I wiping my ass with coffee filters? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, I was in the, I was in the in the bar picking up some pizza for dinner. Yeah, and I snapped a picture of it. And thought, no, oh, see if I can get some fun internet points for this up on yeah up on Reddit, and I threw it up on the Ontario subreddit. And I think I got somewhere like two thousand upvotes on it, and I got gilded for the first time. I've never been gilded before. I, I had an old account that I used on Reddit like two years ago, and I made a post of a meme I made, and it made the front page. It got like almost twenty thousand upvotes on it. Like, like it was stupid. It was only like my second or third post on Reddit either. So I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just has to be. It's, it's all. Timing. 
yeah, timing, circumstance, and everything yeah. else, right? So uh, the internet points mean nothing. It's just, it's a feel-good thing. I had my, one of my best friends, he's a linesman in, uh, just outside Toronto, and he had captured a video of, I can't remember what the term is, but basically these wires, you could see the electrical current, like just basically swimming over it. Oh, okay. So you could see it arcing. And- yeah, arcing. That was yeah. it. And so he made a video of it, put it up on Reddit. Last week, it crossed a million views. Wow. Or put it up on, sorry, put it up on YouTube. That is crazy. Good for him. Crazy. Um, we should probably get to more important news we than, should. you know, imaginary internet points. Absolutely. That being the Tim Hortons final matchup. So to kind of recap, the last week we had our semifinals and then the finals. Each was a two-day event. So we had the apple fritter going up against sour cream glaze, which was a first-round matchup. Apple fritter lost in that one. Came back in the wild card. And we had this matchup again just by Dunlop drawing matchups from a hat, right? That Sour Cream Glaze won that one. And then the other semifinal was the chocolate category. So we had chocolate glaze and chocolate dip. Chocolate glaze won that one hands down. So our final matchup, Sour Cream Glaze versus chocolate glaze. We had something a little interesting happen on our two biggest social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter. So we got quite a few votes on Twitter. And the way that it worked out, we had literally double the amount of votes for one of the donuts over the other. We had the exact same thing happen on Facebook, but for the reverse donuts. Really? So the the donut that got more on Twitter got less on Facebook and vice versa. And it was by double. How does that happen? Again, dumb luck. Yeah, yeah. So tabulated the scores about 10 minutes ago. The winner. And I, want, I don't want to say first annual because I don't know if we're going to do this again. But the winner of the Tim Hortons donut bracket, sour cream glazed. Wow. Shout out to uh, our listener, Pete, for picking that because he hit me up on, on Twitter today and he's like, I picked that in the first round. I had no idea how popular it was. My daughter oh. had, had some very strong opinions about this. And I can't say I disagree with her. And I know a lot of other people did too. Uh, I actually think I prefer the sour cream glaze as a Timbit over the donut. Interesting. Maybe because it's a smaller quantity, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and there was a whole bunch of stuff with Tim's happening on social media this week. Like it just sort of happened that like, I think they were up on Twitter because I think they're rebranding their drive throughs or redoing their drive throughs to help just with the new reality of what COVID is now. Yep. And I think their plans to have them all done by 2022 and, there was something else about Timbits trending on Twitter for a little while. And all of a sudden you start seeing other people start talking about donuts in general. Yep. I think I flagged the, the Kristen Shilton. Yes. That was one of the big ones I saw here in Toronto who listed out her top five favorite donuts, much many of which I think were actually in our bracket. Yes. It was just, it was like very odd to see all of these things happen at the conclusion. Everything just kind yes. of melded and it kind of fell into place. So I don't know how I feel about sour cream glaze winning, but I'd like to hear your opinion on it. If, if we're being honest, I voted for the chocolate glaze. Yep. That was my pick. Sour you, cream glaze, like, I get it. I totally get it. I'm, this, I, I'm so surprised that both, that 
both the fritter and the uh, Boston cream didn't make it just given how much people were talking about both of those types of donuts. Yes. I and completely they, agree. They didn't make it that far. No. And well, the kicker is like apple fritter had two chances and got beat both times by the same donut. Wow. There's a hardcore sour cream glazed army out there and they fought for it. The silent majority. Oh God. I'm, <laughs> I one, made myself a promise. I'm not going to get into that topic. One more week. Oh, thank one God. It's going to be over. You might have a lot to talk about next week. Oh, that's going to be an interesting one next week. Uh, the world is still here. The one thing I have to say, and I got to give a shout out to somebody else. Cause I've already done a couple already, but uh, shout out to our buddy PJ. Cause I don't want to know how he had to decide between the donut choices this week for the finals. Cause his big thing the whole time is he's picking whatever said glazed. Cause he thinks that's funny. So <laughs> how do you choose like them between two that are glazed? Both? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Jay known jay for a very long time uh from my time when i lived in calgary and he's an awesome awesome guy and i hit some people up on facebook and was hoping to do a bit of a trade in terms of streaming stuff and all that we now have access to some live tv which is awesome so thank you very much jay Uh, very nice the reason i wanted to bring that up is because oh my god i forgot how much i hate commercials it's un not unbearable it's it's so disruptive it is and and that's like i have streaming services that have commercials baked into it like amazon prime has their own stuff usually before but they just put in a skip button now yeah netflix doesn't obviously have anything hulu which i have which is the american streaming service they now mind you it kind of works out i pay 5.99 a month for it yeah but it's with ads yeah i can pay a little bit more and get no ads but their ads have a timer on it. So it tells you how long it is. And it's always 90 seconds. And it's just like, oh, this is a minute of a half of my life. I'm never going to get back again. Just and sucks. it's just, oh, I, I, I get that's how these streaming services make money. That's how they work. That's how, they, that's how TV stays on the air is yeah. advertising. But man. There's got to be something that we can do to disrupt. Like someone's going to disrupt it some way, shape, or form, so that. I, I guess the kicker is like ultimately we started watching some, some live TV again, and here we are getting those two and a half, three minute breaks in between, you know, segments of the show. And I'm used like I'm at I'm at the point now because we kind of pseudo cut the cable back in May. Yep. I haven't really had to deal with ads for anything except for, like you said, maybe some pre-roll stuff, YouTube, <laughs> Amazon Prime, and they all have the skip button. Yep. So I'm at the point where like two ads, five seconds each before the skip button comes on, pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. So that three minutes sent me over the edge. Oh my God. I could yeah. not handle it. With that said, I don't think I have much else of a choice for some of the shows that I want to watch because you were talking about it on a previous episode about like some of the things that you guys watch and kind of guilty pleasures and stuff like that. One of my guilty pleasures for TV and my wife as well. We don't watch really almost any reality TV except for the mass singer. I've never watched it. I find that one very interesting. And I get into the guessing game part of it. Is it, is it kind of like 
dancing with the stars in the sense that it's like you're kind of B B list celebrities, maybe C list celebrities. Do you get any A list people who are on it? At this point, I, I don't think anybody A-list would be on there. But you have some right. solid B-level so, like celebs on there. Um, and for those of you that haven't watched it or seen the ads, it's essentially just a karaoke contest. But the people are coming out in costumes. You can't see their face. The only thing you know about the person is their voice. And that's where you try to determine who it is. And there's a whole guessing game involved and all this other stuff. And I don't know why. But my wife and I both love that show. Are there actual, like, genuinely good singers on it? There are some surprisingly good singers on there. There are also some absolutely shit ones. <laughs> like, it's just horrible. But the, the intrigue of who's behind some of these crazy costumes is the big get, right? That's what hooks you in. So, Do you have to guess who's behind them? Yeah, or that's the whole point. Oh, gotcha. So, like, as an example, um, and I'll go with a previous season, so there's no spoilers. Sure. Uh, there was this guy that came out in this, like, really, ex- like, ornate fox costume, but it was, like, a-, a fox that was also steampunk. Interesting. It was really weird, but the guy won. Nobody, like, until the last couple of weeks, nobody really had a good inkling who it was. And then a couple of the four judges got him right. It turns out it's Wayne Brady. Which he can sing to the Totally sing. Uh, but never would have thought it up until a certain point, right? No, and that's, I think, well, that's, I guess, the intrigue of those shows. Like, it could really be any, like, it could be anybody. Yes. Anybody. It could be someone from... The Hills versus someone from some VH1 show versus someone from some ABC holiday TV movie thingy. It could be anybody. Yeah, totally. And I know, like, when I say reality TV, that's really at one end of the spectrum because there's that whole, I think you have it, it's Hey You, right? Yes. That's dedicated to, yes. to reality TV. Correct. And you guys probably watch quite a bit of it if you've got that subscription. Yeah, Kim watches it significantly more than I do. Although, <laughs> here, we <go. laughs> here we go today we were sitting upstairs we had just finished carving a pumpkin with our daughter nice and she went off to her room and just kind of chilled and we were sitting on the couch and i'm like what do you want to watch and she's like well there's two things i want to watch but i want you to pick i'm like okay one was reruns of the real housewives of new york okay the other one was, I believe, reruns of 90 Day Fiance. And okay. I just started watching 90 Day Fiance with her. Oh, God. Um, and so and I just started laughing. I'm like, you can't tell. And here I am saying it right here. I'm like, you can't tell anybody what I pick here. <laughs> like, this, there's no winning in this, in this situation. However, I was winning because I would literally watch both. Yeah. I, there, I will say it. I, I like watching the Housewives shows. 90 Day Fiance, I didn't get. I watched the last, I think it was the third season Kim and I just finished. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm in. I've never watched an episode of 90 Day Fiance yet. I still know that one guy, Ed, by name. No neck, Ed. Oh, I don't remember him. Oh, you'll, you'll, rem- you'll know who I'm talking about if you see a picture of him. There's probably okay. people listening to this podcast right now. Sorry. There's probably a person listening to this podcast right <laughs> Hi, now. Ricky. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, 
<laughs> that knows who I'm talking about. Um, but I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm googling it right now. No neck Ed. It shows up, right? Wow. Yeah, I wasn't kidding. He's got no neck. Where did it go? That's a good it's question. It's like it just went zoom. And people I, can't see what I'm doing there. But. I know what you mean, though. But it, I honestly wonder if, it, like, was it a gambling debt? Was it, like, wild? Yeah, and he's on 90 Day Fiance. So that's the only reason I know him, because he's the subject of a lot of memes. So I'm like, who the hell is this guy? So I had to look him up one time. Wow. No neck Ed. All right. I, I learned something new. See, look at that. Now, was, now he the one, was he the one in the States or was he coming over? No, he's uh, in the States, I believe. He's in the States. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, going back to celebs, we had a bit of an interesting conversation on Twitter the other night. We did. And I was, I was a little hesitant to talk about this, but I think it, it warrants the conversation. Sure. First celebrity crushes. Oof. Oof. You got to go first because your tweet is what kicked me off on this. Yeah, I saw someone tweet about it. That's just randomly, and I decided just to. Oh to yeah, jump, totally. To, to jump on it now. See, celebrity crushes for me start started when I was a teen. Yeah, and I don't know if they've necessarily evolved as an adult. I think I kind of hold on to those ones that I had as a teenager. I totally get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. I, think, I don't know why. It's just there's something different about it when you're, maybe it's just the hormones. Who knows? Puberty eh, and all that fun stuff. It's a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of, you know. Yeah, I get it, though. I had a, but mine, my list was, has been pretty concrete and pretty solid for, for quite a while now. I've got two or three that I, I, I stick to my guns on them as they're yeah. beautiful, talented, nice-looking Okay. celebrities. So be it. Uh, now, I mean, that's I, the whole point of a crush, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, my first one, but well, I don't know if she was my first one. Yeah, I think she was my first one. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That's and a big not one. Saved by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Beverly Hills 90210. Okay, I was thinking you were going like, you know, Maxim Magazine, Tiffany oh. Amber Thiessen. Well, that's, yeah, that would have been Beverly Hills. That would have been that era, yeah. Yeah, that's when she became Tiffany Thiessen, not Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That's correct. That is very correct. So Tiffany Thiessen, Amber Thiessen, numero uno. Number two, Drew Barrymore. Always loved Drew Barrymore. That's a pretty classic one, too. I don't know what it is about her, but I've always had some level of attraction to her. Number three. Jennifer Aniston. And again, I mean, how can you argue? But, and they're all kind of popular figures of that 90s time period, which is when I was coming into my own as a young teenager in Markham, Ontario. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I think those are all, like, realistically, those are all very good choices. I don't think there's any faults on that list whatsoever. Uh, of the three... I think the one that I would probably have to agree with you the most, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. It was the hair, man. It was the hair. Like she, like she had the whole thing going. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was of an era, especially, right? Like depending on, depending on your age, when you were watching friends as it was coming out and that whole Thursday night block with like Seinfeld and all that other stuff. And then, 
yeah, I totally get it. It was, do you remember the movie Office Space? Oh, yeah. Of course you do. How can and you? She was, so she, she, I think that was one of like her first more mainstream. Yeah, we're not going to even talk about Leprechaun. No. <laughs> no. But I was at my friend's house one night and we were watching it. There was a bunch of us there. I don't know how old we were. I was probably in grade 10, grade 11. Yeah. We were watching it. And Jennifer Aniston comes on the screen and I was like, ew. And then like, one of my friends behind me she's sitting on the couch and she's like mike you're making us feel weird (laughs) your response was probably that's okay she makes me feel weird (laughs) oh god clever with the comeback on that one but oh so bad and that's that i my friends who i'm still friends with to this day she still tells me or she'll still say that every once in a while if I say something a little bit inappropriate, which yeah. I technically do quite a bit. But <laughs> well, mine for comparison, yes. uh, Alyssa Milano. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that was my one. first one. Like, really? Now, are you talking? Who's the boss, Alyssa Milano? Yes, because or... I, I'm a few years older than you, so for me, it would have been Who's the Boss, Alyssa gotcha. Milano. Like later years of that series. Gotcha. So. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Christina Applegate's another one. Yeah, yeah. It kind. Of, I, I mean, married with children. Yep. Come on. Yep. Uh, and Jennifer Connelly. That, that one's a, a sneaky one, one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a sneaky one. There is a movie back in the early '90s called Career Opportunities. Yeah. And there's a scene with Jennifer Connelly when she's riding one of those mechanical horses where you put a quarter in, like at the mall. Right. That did it for me. Just that right there. I'm like, okay, yep, I like you. (laughs) So, and funny enough, here's the kicker. We're having this conversation now. We had it on Twitter. We're putting these names out there. One of our buds, Nell, piped in and gave us her celebrity crushes as well. Yes. I've got them in front of me here. So hers were uh, Johnny Depp. Yep. Brad Pitt. Yep. Brendan Fraser. Ooh. That's that a one, one. That's like me with Jennifer Connelly, though. That's like that's a little bit of a surprise one. I it, think it wouldn't have been a surprise of that era. No, no, oh, not like at all. He was between Encino Man and Airheads. Oh God, I forgot about Airheads. Oh, that was such a bad but good movie, <laughs> The Mummy. Now I actually really enjoyed those first couple Mummy movies. Yep. They got really bad after the first two. But. Yep. I remember my babysitter having a massive crush on Brendan Fraser in Airheads. Yeah. Because he was like the quiet rocker guy. He didn't say anything. He looked so hot and gorgeous and all Fabio-like. Honestly, the biggest takeaway for me for Airheads was I think that was the first time I'd ever seen Steve Buscemi in a film. And how good he actually was as an actor. Like, you start... If you go back and watch some of its, his stuff, it's ridiculous. But Airheads was one of his, I want to say, like first really big. I totally forgot he was in it. Yeah, it was because it was Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and, and Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go back and watch Airheads now again. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was I, a good one. That was, and I, I had to maybe go back and watch Encino Man too, just for... Oh, honestly... <sighs> I was a sucker for the Polly Shore movies, again, of an era. Um, but we... I my, don't know anybody. 
Biodome's great, but honestly, my all-time favorite Holly Shore movie was Son-in-Law. Yeah, that was great. So I don't know why. I absolutely love that film. And of all the things, I remember winning passes from a radio station in Calgary, I think it was, to go see Jury Duty. It was like a pre-release screening. You went on like, I think it was like the Wednesday before it was getting released into theaters on the Friday. And I enjoyed that one too. And maybe it was because it was a free movie and I didn't have to pay for tickets or something. But <laughs> it's funny how things become a little bit better when you don't have to pay for it, eh? Yeah, totally. Um, although I can say hands down the other free movie that I got to see because I won tickets first pre-screening. Much better. Talladega Nights. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, so funny. That's my favorite yeah. Will Ferrell movie, hand, uh, hands down. Just oh, See, it's definitely up there for me. I don't know I, what to do with my hands. <laughs> 2000 to 2010 were some of the best comedies ever, and it was all from the same people. Yeah. It was uh, Judd Apatow's, basically, his movies, and Ben Stiller. Yep. I think was out quite a bit, too, in there, from, like, actually making the movies, but, like... Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, uh, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd. Paul, how he has not aged is still super impressive. Did Paul you see Rudd what is. Paul Rudd was doing today? I saw him on Reddit pop up in a restaurant in Brooklyn and left a $100 tip for someone. That's not the only thing he did today, though. Oh, what else did he do? Advanced polls are open now in some states. Right. So in New York, there's people lined up waiting to vote. He went out and gave out cookies to people in the lineup. They've got their masks on. They're like, they've got gloves. They're trying to be safe doing it. But he's giving out cookies to people that are there to vote. What a guy. That's, isn't isn't that, that what? a totally brilliant. Paul Rudd thing to do? <laughs> and it's brilliant because he's going to get people to come, people who want to see him are going to hopefully come down and vote. To yeah, do it. totally. But, if you ever needed an incentive, hey, here's a cookie. Oh, by the way, it's from Paul Rudd. Right. Right. I mean, come on. Very understated roles of Paul Rudd. Not understated. Maybe, maybe a little bit more unknown. Tim and Eric. Yeah. Him on Tim and Eric is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Especially Same with, with his, his computer. Oh, God. Getting a little uh, pain. John C. Riley <laughs> as well. Yep. I mean, he's underrated as an actor in general. Yep. But him and that show. Oh, God. So good. So good. Uh, I wonder, though, now that we've had this conversation about celebrity yep. crushes, if yep. we should get the listeners to send in their three celebrity crushes to us. I think that's a fantastic idea. So let's do that. Let, for this week, since we're, not, we're done the bracket, we don't have any more polls to do. It's time for you guys to reach out to us. So if you're listening to this and you feel comfortable to share it, we'd love to hear about your first like <laughs> two or three celebrity crushes. Let's hear them. Oh, I wonder if polls become a bit for us. I, I think maybe a couple times a year, but I don't want to, you know, for lack of a better term, beat a dead horse here. And I, I say that as the person not managing or facilitating the management of the polls. <laughs> You're doing all the work. <laughs> That's not, I have no problem with that, though. That part's, that part's not even the issue. It's just I don't want to, you know, do it too much and get people sick of it. It, so, it will lose its allure. Yes, but in terms of the crushes, I think what we should do is actually have the listeners hit us up with the hashtag podcast crush. Ooh. And let's go with that. Ooh. Give us your celebrity crushes and I we'll love talk it. about them. 
Yeah, let's, let's talk do, about it. Yeah, exactly. Might as well, I mean, talk it out. You and I have been very upfront with ours, as yeah. creepy as that conversation may have been. And <laughs> it, I, 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 we will probably cringe listening back to it. When oh, you start I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee. There's so yeah. many things that we say on this that are probably looking back at it. Why? Yes. <laughs> so. I mean, all of this. Why? Why? Just <laughs> why? Good God, why? <laughs> and, and something we don't need to question is the fact that it's time for our first break. Oh. I know, I know. So we'll be no back. No commercials here. No commercials. No. Unless somebody wants to give us money. Right. That's not going to happen. Hint, hint, Tim Hortons. Um, but yeah, we wouldn't argue. We're no. like McDonald's, not a sponsor. We're, we're, we're cheap, easy, convenient. You got the spicy McChicken now. It's... <sighs> we're, you know what? We'll come back from the break, and we'll right. talk about our go-to McDonald's orders. All right, let's do it. Mike, what's your go-to McDonald's order? Go-to McDonald's order. Ah, depending on how hungry I am. If okay. I'm super hungry, McChicken. Yep. Fries. Okay. Diet Coke. Yep. And Nugs. Okay. That's not bad. That's a big order. But that's like if I'm like super hungry. If it's like, if I'm driving, like say yep. if I'm on the road and need to just pick up something quick, I usually just get like a thing of nuggets and just put it between my legs and pick at them. <laughs> you're just, you're still talking about the nuggets, right? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I just, I just pick at them while I'm driving. Yeah. It's great. Can you dip it in the sauce a little bit? <laughs> oh, don't talk about <laughs> sauce while you're picking them between your legs while you're driving. Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It depends on which Neil is going through the drive-thru. Is it yep. stupid hungry Neil? Or is it I just need to get something into me so I don't die before, like, you know, end of the day? Yep. Um, if it's super hungry Neil, I tend to go between either the double quarter pounder, but I get it a BLT style. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, it's a sneaky favorite on that menu. I like um, that. Or I'll just go for the classic Big Mac, but I'll upgrade the fries. Yeah, see, I, I would do the Big Mac, too. I actually made my own Big Mac sauce last oh, week. Oh, okay, and how did it turn out? Because everyone thinks really? it's a Thousand Island, but it's not. No, it's not. It is so different. It's, yeah, definitely not. Um, it turned out really well, like, pretty close. Like, not obviously identical. No. But close enough that, like, when I put it on and I, like, I made my burger, I made our burgers just like the Big Mac with lettuce and pickles and cheese. And totally. like, that was it. Didn't, didn't do double stacks just because they were bigger burgers, but totally. either here nor there. And it was pretty, pretty close. All right. Fair enough. Uh, if it's just like that quick order, I'm a sucker for the breakfast. My biggest drawback with McDonald's is they don't serve my favorite breakfast sandwich all day long. What's your favorite breakfast sandwich? I am a sucker for the sausage McGriddle. Sausage McGriddle. Oh, so good. It's, like it's just like cholesterol and diabetes all in one sandwich. Oh, it's the McGriddle <laughs> in general is just. Oh, like, it's just. How do you get syrup into 
the pancake buns. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. It's delightful. Knowing it would ruin it for me. Uh, but my, my go-to order, like just for a quick bite, I usually stick to the McDouble combo. It's hard to argue. I mean, double sure. cheeseburger, five bucks. You get a medium fry with it and a medium drink. Yeah. You're good to go. If I'm feeling that's not quite enough, then I actually, and I hate to say this to a possible future sponsor that's listening, him, Tim's, um, but I tried the new McDonald's Little Donuts. I tried two of them. Not good. <sighs> They're, they have a maple caramel one. Yep. That's not bad. I tried their apple fritter. And it's essentially like, you know that one kid in like kindergarten that would eat paste? Yes. It's that, but with apple seasoning. <laughs> it's not good. It like sticks to all the parts of your mouth that you don't want. It's just, no. Ugh. No, it's not good. Tim's has McDonald's beat when it comes to donuts. Yeah. Well, so... Yeah, we were another oh. sneaky option. Yeah, is their wraps. Mm. If yeah. you want to feel like you're eating something somewhat healthy, they're actually quite good. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not bad at all. I've uh, they used to have the Big Mac one that was essentially just like one of their burger patties cut in half. Yeah, yeah and that one was awesome. Yeah. Well, I think so. as soon as you put the Big Mac sauce on it, you're you're set. I mean, come on, really, right? <laughs> Now, we were having a conversation before the episode tonight about we music. We were. And, like, some of our go-tos back in the day and maybe what we're listening to now. And I don't know if you wanted to kick that off, maybe kind of give us an idea of – because I know we've compared some musical notes before, like, you know, during conversations, but not, like, on a recorded thing like this. No. Uh, just so I think, like, first and foremost for me, like, music is – super important i play guitar i'm when i'm working i'm if i'm not on the phone i'm always listening to music if i'm hanging out at home alone i'll hook my phone up to my sonos and just like sit down and listen to music i absolutely love 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 music and i find i go through different phases of music based on what i'm doing or what's happening around me which is i don't know i'm sure a lot of people go through the same thing and I've been finding lately, and I don't know if it's just the fall weather, but really, really, really into the tragically hip right now. Yeah, I get it. Like, and like, like just consistently listening to them and them only. And then I'll go back and forth between like lo-fi hip hop. I'm or, so glad you said this. <laughs> I, I get, or I'll listen to, to thrash metal. Like I, I'm a metalhead. Like first and foremost, like my music genre of choices is, is rock. Anything guitar driven, I'm I'm all over it. But I like the ambient stuff, and I like some of the electronic stuff, and I find it really relaxing when I'm working. Yep. Like that's really when I listen to it. Or if I'm driving, if I'm like on a long drive, sometimes I'll do it too. But that's typically where my stratosphere kind of floats around right now. It's it's really around guitar driven music, lo-fi hip hop. And I guess like ambient, yep. Kind of, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just ambient music. I uh, back in the day, definitely more rock and heavy metal, like you said. Yep. Especially early to mid '90s with the onset of grunge and yeah. all that. 
like because I was hitting my teen years when that was big, I went full bore into that, like the long hair, the goatee at 16 years old, the flannel, like name it, right? Yep. As teenagers do. We all did. Yeah, we all did. I was always more drawn towards, let's say, Soundgarden as opposed to Nirvana. That I completely understand. Yeah. Completely so, understand. I, I, yeah. So that was kind of my wheelhouse, um, especially early Soundgarden, but then obviously later on when, you know, Super sure. Unknown came out and stuff like that. Uh, and to this day, that's still my, some of my go tos, like, and the hip as well. Really big on Canadian music. And I, I get too. It's a, it's a bit of a product of some of the rules in place for Canadian radio um, because of, I, I believe it's 30% of their content that they have to play has to be Canadian. Yeah. But we have a, real, a lot, like a great big catalog of really talented musicians. And I, I think, because you and I kind of, we were close to the same age in the 90s. I was, yeah. uh, I turned, I became a teenager in 95 when I turned yeah. 13. And so I still grew up with the Nirvanas and the Soundgardens and grunge becoming a thing and coming off of the whole MC Hammer, New Kids on the Block. Totally. Dance Mix 92 kind of genre of music, Ace of Bass, which I still love listening to that stuff today. It's awesome. Um, but the grunge stuff kind of lifted me into the rock side. But then we had a really strong period of like really, really good Canadian rock music. Yeah. And I, like... Between Our Lady Peace, I'm Mother Earth, Moist, uh, who else, who else? Uh, Rusty, The Hip. Um, yeah, yeah. I, those are just like, I, I was just five. There was such good music being put out back in the 90s. And it, like, it's just crazy to think that it was a lot of it was Canadian. And a lot of what we heard was Canadian. That kind of shaped me really digging Canadian music and wanting to focus on finding bands and listening to bands from Canada. Well, and that's only for the one genre that you were talking about. Don't forget right. around the same time, like we had Alanis Morissette in the, in the nineties, right? Yep. We had Shania Twain with her yep. big debut album. Like yep. there was a lot of Canadian stuff going on. Uh, and I think the nineties kind of put a highlight on it, but let's not kid ourselves. We, we don't slouch in terms of musical history when it goes back to like the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. Oh, We've got some great artists that are from those eras as well. Yeah. What really made me the happiest though with this conversation is the fact that you mentioned like the lo-fi because, and I'm going to take this in a bit of a different direction. I have actually found that because of some of the stuff I've been dealing with that I mentioned in our first episode in terms of my mental health and all that, yeah. I've had to actually step back from some of the heavier stuff that I would listen to because I was actually starting to notice how it was making me feel. Right. So I've had to take a, a bit of a, you know, moment, uh, step back, do a little bit of an evaluation and maybe expand some musical horizons. So since this whole thing has begun with my mental health, I actually started doing the exact same thing you just mentioned, lo-fi hip hop, um, some like jazz vibes, almost like a ah, combination like, of like electronic and jazz mixed yes, together. There's yes. like, like acid jazz or yeah, uh, trip like hop too, hit, some stuff like yeah. that. Like early, if you listen to the beats from a tribe called quest, yes. The first album, like that type of music, which is, it's all, it's really just jazz samples with offbeat or onbeat hip hop beats behind it. And totally. yeah, it's so, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it fills that need to have something 
in the background that you don't, you want to be able to kind of, you know, just kind of, you know, bounce to, you know, nod your head, tap your foot, whatever. Uh, but not be so distracting that it doesn't take away from what you're trying to focus on at the time. Especially the ones, cause like some, not a lot of it, but there are some songs that I have pop up on Spotify that have vocals on it. Yeah. I find it almost distracts from the point totally. to that versus when it's just the, the, the music or the instrumentals. Yeah. That's so, another one too. I found some really good, uh, there's acoustic and electronic instrumentals. Uh, on I'm Spotify. Really dig, I really dig I have a playlist. I'm looking at my Spotify playlist as we talk about all this. Uh, one of my playlists that I've got is acoustic rock jams. And it's basically just acoustic versions of songs that, that were either rock or hip hop yep. or whatever. And acoustic rock music is like, I would put that in, in a close second to lo-fi hip hop in the sense that it's, I find that really relaxing. Totally. The, the coffee house vibe too. Like there's a few coffee house playlists that are really good. My sneaky pick though for Spotify, and I'd like to hear yours after this, but one of my favorite ones lately has been a playlist called Night Rider. Now, if you haven't checked that one out, it's it's a little bit more upbeat. It's a little bit more bass driven, but it's kind of got this kind of like grungy type of feel to it. Not in terms of the music, but just in terms of like the atmosphere of it. It's got a million followers on it, so it's obviously pretty popular. Yeah, Night Rider's a pretty good one. But do you have one that you can suggest too? Like maybe for one of your one of your favorites i know you've it sounds like you've got quite a few on your playlists but i'm i make a lot of my own oh okay so i the one that like my my go-to one that i spent i don't know how much time on is i call it alternative nostalgia and it's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning it's a lot of the early 90s mid 90s grunge stone temple pilots nirvana uh guns and roses Candlebox. nice like that sort of stuff. But as I kept making this playlist, I kept kind of expanding it. And then, yeah. so there's going to be phases where it's like a lot of Canadian music. Oh, for sure. And then I start to get into some of the hip hop stuff that I was really into in the early 2000s with like oh, Ja Rule. Saying, <laughs> yep. um, I'm basically, I started to almost build like my own kind of progression of music history. And so I listened to that one a lot because it elicits a lot of kind of feelings and stuff oh, like totally. that. Oh, totally. The one, if I'm going to a curated one from, from Spotify, I'm just mm-hmm. looking to pull it up here. It's an, uh, it's an 80s playlist, and it is absolutely perfect. Uh, we're 80s smash hits. Okay. We should, we should toss these links up on the I think we social. totally should, including the one that, for the one that you make, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. The 80s smash hits. It's it's all your typical 80s music like as Toto and Cindy Lauper, Billy Ocean, Wham, Rick Astley, Billy nice. Joel, uh, Loverboy, like they're all there. And Good again, deal. I love that type of like pop 80s music. Oh yeah. And I love the dirty 80s music with like Molly Crew and Poison and White yeah. Snake, Cinderella and Rat and Van Halen and all of that. But I think we should definitely share, we should share both of our favorites that are already, you know, pre-made. We should put a link up for the one that you've made as well. And I seriously hope it sounded positive, but a little while ago we hit up TNT in regards to doing a BODS playlist. Yeah. And we should do one for us too. Yeah. Like, like, why why don't we just create, like, not even us, like, we'll just create one, we'll make it public. Yep. And you can can add. add. 
add music to it, and well, this will be like a playlist of the bods. Of yeah, what, we'll what just make it podcast jams, something like that. There you go, love it. You know what? I love the idea of this pet project being the podcast, but the fact that we've got an offshoot from it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wow we might be you know moving ahead pretty quickly here but in a good way because it just seems to be a natural thing right like here we are talking about music we might as well share what makes each other happy or relaxed or whatever it is right i i I, like i literally when i go to bed i listen to music when i'm working i listen to music if i'm cooking or bar if i'm barbecuing yeah and i'll literally just take my phone out put something on on my phone and just stand by the barbecue like I just, I engulfed myself with music. And I was, I think we all were at one point kind of music snobs in terms of just how open you were to different types of music or different genres of music. I was very like, I liked rock music. I liked metal music and hip hop was shit and anything else was kind of shit. And then you, you really grow out of that. I think guys, especially. There's some things I will not grow out of. Like I still don't like country. I, I, I can't do it, especially modern country, because everything's the same, right? The guy in the song loves his truck and he loves fishing, and the wife is angry and wants to kill him. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's a different type of pop music now. Yeah. It's not so, the country music of, like, Johnny Cash and... Yeah, old school, like, stuff like that. Yeah, okay, not a problem. But, right. like, more modern stuff, let's say, from... As much as I, you know, gave her props earlier, like that Shania Twain first album on. Nope, forget it. Done. Can't do it. That's what kind of changed it. Yeah, I just That's what, like, and I'm sure there were a few other artists that have probably had a very similar sound before, but Shania just had the look and she had the voice and she had everything going for her. And more power to her. Honestly, she Absolutely. changed. She changed the game. Completely changed country music. Yeah, like, and she also was one of the first people to kind of really transition out of it into pop. Totally. And so then you get folks like Taylor Swift, who did the exact same thing. Uh, what's his name? Garth Brooks tried that with his alter ego. Oh, Chris Gaines. Yeah. Oh, what a shit show. <laughs> with, the, with the shitty little soul patch. And oh, it was so bad. So bad. So bad. <sighs> anyway. But yeah, I, she, she, she changed the game. Like she, she, she popularized music that was really only popular for a subset of the population before. Yeah. So like, while I agree with you that your, your horizons do tend to expand a bit, I know myself fully well enough to know that I am still not a country music fan. That's fair. So That's fair. I think we should probably wrap up this episode. Oh yeah. So make sure if you're still listening that we, uh, or I should say that you check us out on all of our social media. We've got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got all that other stuff. Make sure that you follow us because if we're gonna put up these links for Spotify, you're not gonna see them otherwise. No, it's true. So, I mean, what else do you gotta do, seriously? I mean, we, we'd give you a nickel if you listen, but it's gonna cost more for the stamp to get it to you. You're gonna be, Go yeah. You're gonna be stuck inside the house for you know six months now. Coming up, you might as well just you know kill some time and listen. Yeah, it is good music. It yeah, is exactly. good podcast. You got it well, well, is it though? It's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better. Okay, fair enough. I I will give you that. I love the optimism. Yes. 
Yes. Well, all right. we enjoy it. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. And our tens of listeners, thank you as well. Oh, probably like twos of listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after last week with the boat story. Oh, I think we're going to need a follow-up story to that next week. That's going to be tough, but we'll, we'll, see. we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. We will talk to you guys next week and hit us up on social media. See you later, Mike. Bye-bye.